Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Behind the Spacebar. This is a place for playback engineers and people that perform on stage with Ableton Live. If that's you, you're in the right place. If not, then stick around. Maybe you'll decide to hang out with us for the rest of the episode. Uh, my name is Will, and uh, if we never met before, I'm an Ableton Live certified trainer and the founder of From Studio to Stage. You likely know that, though, because you've probably been subscribed and listening to the podcast and watching content on the channel here. If not, uh, then welcome. Glad you're here. Let me know your name. Say hey in the, the comments. Literally type your name if you want to. We'll pretend we're doing this live uh, and chatting in person. Today, I, I've got a couple skills uh, in no particular order and definitely not rated and uh, ranked in order of importance that are important if you plan on becoming a playback engineer. And this is whether you're a playback engineer offstage for an artist, whether you're a playback engineer on stage playing an instrument, whether you're traveling the world playing giant arenas with a major artist uh, or someone playing with a local band doing playback for them, or even a musician, a worship leader doing this for your church, no matter what scenario you're in. If you're a playback engineer, I think in my years and years and years of experience and teaching thousands of students, these are the things that make you successful. Now, this isn't obviously everything. This list is not exhaustive. Uh, so if you're watching over on YouTube, uh, leave a comment and either let me know what you resonated with most which thing you're going, yes, absolutely, 100%, that's super important, or something that I didn't include at all that you go, hey, I, you should have said this because this is really important. Uh, now, before I get into today's content, I have one small ask, and I'm going to tease this and kind of tuck it in between content for uh, the, the next few weeks. I'm working on a top secret project that will make the process of becoming a play playback engineer um, uh, faster, easier, and more successful than anything else that exists. If you have interest in taking part of that, um, if you want to hear more about that, just do me a favor. I'm going to only miss, mention it, um, you know, a couple times during certain episodes. Won't really po post publicly. But if you're interested in that, then email support at fromstudiotostage.com and say, hey, I heard Will talk about this thing, top secret project uh, on the air. Uh, I would like to take part and uh, we'll be in touch. So um, if you happen to be watching it over on YouTube, I'm going to be cutting in and out of my fancy little telestrator setup here. Uh, to walk through things with you. But let's dive in. Let's start at the very top here. Um, uh, number one skill, uh, and again, in no ranking, so I'm not going to say number one, but a skill that I think that's super important when it comes to being a playback tech that you've got to understand is serve. Being a playback tech is all about service. So if you have a desire to be a playback tech, if you have a desire to work with an artist, you have got to understand it's not about you. I mean, that's like a key component of life, right? The sooner we wise up and get old enough to understand it's not about us, the better life goes, the better things get, at least we hope so. Um, but playback, being a playback tech is all about service because here's the interesting reality about this is as a playback tech, aside from the front artist, you know, and obviously the, the audio engineer that's making sound, um, really, if you have an audio engineer and you have the artist and a playback tech, they could almost do any show whatsoever. In fact, I'm thinking of a friend of mine now, I won't say their name, but is a playback engineer for a major artist. And uh, that artist went and did like a little one-off special show. And it was the artist and it was the playback tech. And so you, you kind of hold a, a certain amount of power. You may work for an artist or have the dream to work for an artist that ends up becoming just a complete, you know, they end up, you meet them, they're a complete jerk, egomaniac. You don't really like them. You still have to have to have the desire to serve them while also understanding maybe more so than anyone else with the exception of the front of house audio engineer, you have the power to, um, 
expose them for who they are, someone who actually doesn't sing live. Or uh, you, you have a lot of power within your hands and with much power comes great responsibility or something like that was once said in a comic book. And so uh, you've got to understand that this is all about service, right? Even though you have all this power, it's not about going, oh, I've got all this power. It's all about service, okay? So um, again, in no particular order, that's the first thing I've got. The, the second thing here that I wanna share, um, not only is it all about service, but you've got to understand that no isn't an answer. Now, I know that's what a double negative there. So my English teacher is not happy, but no isn't an answer. What I mean by that is if you've been a playback engineer in any form or fashion for a little bit, you've worked with uh, people in any sort of scenario that, that uh, playback engineering is done, you'll understand that you constantly have things thrown at you. You have changes that uh, people desire to have made. Uh, you have people asking for this change, that change, all sorts of different things. If you approach it again, or want to approach it successfully, if you approach it by saying, um, hey, can we fill in the blank? If your answer to that is yes, you will be successful and you'll go far. But if the constant answer to questions, hey, can we double the course there? No, 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 we can't because you know, I've got it set up this way. And if I do that, then I've got to go and blah, blah, blah. Um, if you, uh, hey, can we loop that section as I talk? Well, no, 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 we can't do that because see, we've got this, we've got that. Now, again, within there, you've got to understand, you've got to manage and go, well, if I make this change, I'm going to talk to all these different departments. But the answer should be yes. If you can engineer, uh, I'm about to get to number three in a second, which ties in this, but if you can engineer your files, the way you work, your communication with the rest of the team, the other departments that you're working with, if you can engineer that in a way uh, to where flexibility is, is very, very important and it's a highly valued thing, then you're allowed to say yes to almost any question that comes your way. But if you're continually going, no, sorry, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. Guess what's gonna happen? They're gonna find someone who the answer, <laughs> instead of being no, is yes. So um, no isn't an answer. So try to push towards yes. Okay, here's uh, the third thing here, again, in no particular order. Um, it's all, you live and die, and it's all about file management, right? This, I, I, I've kind of said this before, I've used this analogy. File management is like changing your guitar strings. No one loves to talk about it. No one is super passionate about it but it can make or break your performance. Like, to be honest, if, if you've got your guitar and you're too fancy and too much of a rock star to ever change your guitar strings, guess what's gonna happen during your performance? At some point, a guitar string is going to break. At some point, the strings are gonna get so rusty that something breaks or your tone is inconsistent. Uh, it's not gonna be a great experience for you to play. So the same way you've gotta change your guitar strings often so, uh, so as they don't um, get rusty, you've got to manage your files really, really well. Like file management is kind of the musicianship of playback engineers. Uh, being able to get to files quickly, being able to back up files. So if something were to go wrong, uh, you have a backup of them, or you can share those files with someone who's coming in to fill in for you is super, super important. Um, um, having things in a way that you can quickly make edits and you can remember those edits so that three weeks down the way, when the artist says, hey, let's, let's do that arrangement, that version that we did in Philadelphia, uh, you go, um, um, well, you, you go, yeah, absolutely. And you pull that up as opposed to going, uh, uh, and not sure where that is because you deleted it or it's a part of some massive set. So obviously there's, there's things you can learn. There's things I teach that help you, uh, with file management and help you understand that. 
But that's an important piece of that. You live and die by file management. Uh, a couple uh, quick ones here that we'll do kind of um, uh, uh, really quickly, kind of similar things. One, quick edits. Hey, can we double this intro? Can we cut this course? Can we change the tempo of this? Can we change the key of this? Can we bring this part in, bring this part out? One, going back to number two, no isn't an answer. So yes, we can do that and you've got to be able to do it uh, quickly. Um, you've got to be able to, yes, we got to do quick edits. You just generally have to be able to work quickly, right? No matter what you're doing, whether it's an edit, whether it's setting up, whether it's communicating your point, unlike myself, that takes way too long to get to the point. You've got to be able to do that quickly. You've got to be able to work quickly. You've got to be able to make edits very, very quickly. Um, here's another piece of this, and I don't want to confuse this for a term that we often use. Uh, being a playback tech is not about multitasking, but it's being able to handle, all right, multiple tasks, right? So one, we've got to handle those multiple tasks and then very quickly performing those tasks. So um, something that I shared with a student of mine uh, not too long ago is I said, hey, this maybe sounds silly and sounds non-creative, but I actually keep a notebook next to me and I've got a pin with it all, at, at all times. So when I'm on a gig and someone goes, hey, uh, we're going to move on to our next song, but on this song, let's bump the tempo up. Let's cut this. Let's cut that. Instead of going, whoa, 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 hold on, what? Or forgetting it, I just go make my notes and we move on to our next song, right? It's it's a, a great way to work really, really quickly. Now, final thing here again, and this is not completely exhaustive. Uh, some of you have probably already commented saying this is number one. Uh, I set, left it for the last thing in the list because, um, I don't know, I'm stupid. I, it's probably the most important thing to me is stay calm, all right? Particularly when things start going crazy and things go wrong, what do you do? You have got to stay calm. I honestly, I don't know how much of this can be taught. I don't know how much of the ability to stay calm, to manage your your emotions when things, you could certainly get better at it. I, I know for sure there are techniques. I mean, honestly, just breathing things, just literally the number one step of troubleshooting that I teach students is just to just pause and breathe. Before you do anything, just pause and breathe. And if you start with that, then the process of troubleshooting is going to go a lot more effectively. It's got uh, going to go very, very well. But if you're just constantly freaking out, you're in a chaos and a panic, something goes wrong, you just kind of lose your cool, um, it's, it's very difficult to be effective at your job there. So to me, I know I saved it to the last thing. I think it very well may be the number one most important thing. And you could see how a lot of these just kind of stack on top of each other. A lot of them are really, really similar, right? If I do my file management well, then that allows me to say no is not an answer. It allows me to make really quick edits. It allows me obviously to work quickly. Um, and if I'm able to stay calm, then I can handle multiple tasks really well. And maybe part of the reason that I'm able to stay calm is because I did my file management well. And ultimately because I realized this is all about serving and making the artist or the, the band that I'm working with feel comfortable. So uh, again, for me, let's, let's, as a little quick reminder here, Things uh, up top that we should remember, uh, serve. It's all about service. Number two, no is not an answer. Number three, you live and die by file management. 
Number four, you've got to be able to make edits and make them quickly. Number five, just in general, you've got to be able to work quickly. Number six, handle multiple tasks. And number seven, perhaps most important, we'll put some arrows here just because I like using my Telestrator, but also because it's very important, you need to be able to stay calm. So that's my list of what I believe to be essential skills if you hope to be a playback engineer in any form or fashion. I wanna hear from you though. If you wanna leave a comment below, if you're watching over on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this, if you're able to comment, leave a comment and let me know what are the important things for you? What are the important skills that you've either, either learned, working on, mastered, things you think I left off the list? Or again, you can just echo and say, amen. I think you're right on that one. And again, as a final reminder, if you want a little bit of help along the way to become a successful playback engineer, I'm working on a top secret project that I would love your help with. Um, and let's just chat about it and see if it's a good fit for you and for me. You can email support at fromstudiotostage.com to get access to that and to learn, well, at least to learn a little bit more. We'll have a conversation and see if it's a good fit for you. Um, but hey, thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode of Behind the Space Bar. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. Bye.